Hey guys, it's Michelle Collins. Welcome to the Michelle Collins Show. It's my show and I'm thrilled you're here. We're going to be bringing you episodes every single week with different co-hosts, the same usual nonsense, off-the-cuff humor, news, advice, pop culture. I know it's a novel concept for a podcast, but what can I say? I'm an innovator. That's what I do. You'll be getting episodes every week, but if you want to hear daily episodes, you can head over to my Patreon. That's www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I have co-hosts every single day. It's funny. It's loose. It's authentic. I do weekly episodes with my mother. If you're curious as to how someone is made this way, I highly recommend tuning into those and some video content as well, which is exciting. I'm off to contour, but I want you to enjoy this episode. It's fabulous. We adore you and we look forward to seeing you over on the Patreon. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. It's uh, Michelle Collins. It's Midnight Snack. Not to be confused with Midnight's new Taylor Swift album, which will be out. I know. I can't wait to make fun of that artwork with my face. I have to buy red lipstick and blue eyeshadow. (laughs) And that's going to be a real moment on the gram, which no one uses and which all my posts get buried anyway. But it's Michelle Collins. I'm on the couch. I'm all curled up. I'm almost showing you whole leg here on the couch, Dan. Yeah, this is like therapy. I feel like. Um... Yeah, I need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In fact, maybe that's what this has always been all about. Um, oh. Now, hi, Dan Acton. Hey, Michelle. You look great. Oh, that's sweet. I know. I I had to watch a video of myself. I went out Sunday with. Um, it sounds like I was forced. It really was for me. It's torture. If ever <laughs> I was captured by an enemy, and they were like, "How do we torture Mish?" <laughs> Just take secret video footage of me without makeup on and then force me to sit through all of it. Or like show me old (laughs) clips of myself from like seven years ago when I had bangs. Just sit me down, put the clockwork orange needles in my eyes and make me watch all of that. And you'll just hear vicious screaming, just blood curdling. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> this is your life. Yeah, exactly. No, I didn't wear makeup. You know, when you're like, oh, like cozy Sunday. I don't want to. You know how it is when you don't put makeup on on a cozy Sunday. And then. No. <laughs> anyway, and then I had to watch this video of me with like birds, which is very funny. Trixie Mattel and I went to um, Hyde Park. Trixie's in town shooting uh, Queens of the Universe oh. with Leland and Graham Norton, Michelle Visage and uh, Vanessa Williams. And Mel B, I think, is also on it. And we're like, oh, let's get brunch, you know. So we go out. I forget how famous Trixie is. Like, everybody wants pictures. You know, it's funny when you're yeah, with someone yeah. like that. I forget. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, hi. And then everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm a huge fan. It's always, like, really sweet 16-year-olds and, like, their aunt. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> big, like, that's the big energy of the people who are like, can I get a picture? Anyway, oh, so... Fun. It's cute. So we went to, um, there's a tree in Hyde Park that's full of parakeets. Now, you know, okay. here's the thing. Every time you think, oh, this is like a sweet thing. Like parakeets are really cute. You know, they're very pretty. Yeah. yeah. And then you post it online, like 9,000 people will crawl out of the woodwork to be like, they're decimating the bird population of Hyde Park. Like everyone is, <laughs> everyone is a naturist. Everyone is like the Steve Irwin of the sky. They all know about all the other birds that are coming in. What were you doing to them? It's <laughs> <laughs> like dumb and dumber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Birds' heads are falling off. No, we were there and I was in like, actually, it's funny because I was wearing a dress uh, that I really love that has kind of like a jungly print on it. No makeup on. I'm thinking, okay, it's Sunday. What I also forget is that my neck and my head are exactly the same width and size. Like, I am just a marble <laughs> column sticking out of a shirt hole. So, it's fine. Let me just say it about myself. Don't tell me being hard on my thump. I just want to say these things. <laughs> so, we go. And Trixie's a huge bird fan. I didn't know that. Um, oh. Yeah. Just big into birds. Anyway, uh, we walk up. We find it. You know, I'm having foot problems lately, but we're all good. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. And we get up to the street, and there are these two old men wearing cargo vests. I don't know if they live in the park. If you told me they lived in the park, I would say, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Like, I wouldn't be like, what? These men live in this park? They were sort of the Home Alone 2 bird lady. Uh, or really, I was. I don't know who was the bird lady. It was near them. Yeah, right. <laughs> we go over, and these men immediately take to me. Now, to be fair, my, my bosom was heaving that day. My yeah, yeah. Pelosi's were a heaving. So I'm sitting there and they go, miss, miss, please let us show you. Take this peanut. And oh, they reach no. into this sack and they hand me a nut, like an actual circus peanut um, okay. in the shell. And they're like, hold it up. Hold it a little further up, a little more up. <laughs> and, and mind you, I wasn't even there to meet these birds. This was like fully Trixie's whole thing. And I was like, okay, so, so I'm holding it. And then they were not flying to me. Everybody else, there was a guy like a dad next to us. It was a... Uh, uh, like Le Pen Quotidien, like every bird was hopping on, <laughs> snacking. I'm there, hand up, and then he's like, ah, okay, you know what? This season, I, I don't know if he was Italian, but he didn't act that. He goes, maybe it's a you dress. Could be a you what? dress. He said, they might be afraid of your dress, which I said that would make sense. Okay. It had like tigers on it. I was like, okay, there are tigers on this dress, maybe. You got to take off a you dress. <laughs> <laughs> it's just me in beige shapewear spanks and my black bra and my Reeboks just like standing there. So they were like, oh, I have no take. He's dying. You go, OK, give me your hand. And they were all over me every time they came to like swap the snack. 
they yeah. were like really handsy, but I couldn't say anything. You know, what are you going to do? Be like, don't touch me. Like, there are these crazy old men who feed the birds. Like, I was like, whatever. They can do whatever they want to me. So then they yeah. handed me loose nuts and they went, okay, they're going to love <laughs> these. They go, oh, they love the, they love the loose ones. Put it up a little higher. Okay, to the side, to the left. I mean, it was the stress that I was feeling throughout my entire body, the stress coursing through my veins to have my hand at just like a 47 degree angle. So these birds would like lock Terminator lock on me on these nuts and just be like a deltoid workout. (laughs) Wait, it really was heavy because you're holding your arm. Yeah. That survivor challenge where they used to have to hold things up. They don't really do things like that. It felt survivory. Then the birds are still not coming. So then they go, oh, we got to go big on this one. They go, we got to go big. So they reach into their bag and pull out a whole apple. They now hand me. (laughs) They hand me a fresh. What I should tell you. What? How big are these birds? Like, They're little. And I was actually saying, how full are these birds? You know, sometimes when you go to a yeah. zoo and you always see like the most piggish goats, like you can always tell the goats that are just little <laughs> piggies. Because if you yeah. get there at a certain time, they're just laying on their side immobile because they've been eating all day. Yeah. I felt I feel that those are me goats. Yeah. Those are the me goats. Yeah. These birds have to be stuffed. I mean, there are a lot of them, but still. But it goes right through them. Like, I, I used to have a bird, I bought a bird feeder and put it on my fire escape, oh. and my supermate may take it down. Why? <laughs> because, because well, it's 24-7, there were birds hanging out and making Shit. a mess, and then and then I put my head out the window and looked down, and it was completely white, like, <laughs> just like a comet blast of, like, bird <laughs> shit. And I was like, okay. <laughs> it's the same guy from my park. Take down the seeds, please. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're all getting a shit on the basement, the, the lobby, please, Dan, we beg you. No, but it was funny because they were just, they, they, he kept upping the snap. Like by the end, I was holding like a whole, yeah. a hoagie. I'm like, like, do they like hoagies? <laughs> like, I was hoisting this food up. And then the funny thing was that, and you know, I always think it's funny. I always, this is probably like a bit of the old narcissism rearing its head. Or I always like, God, animals just love me. Like animals know that I'm nice. I don't ever say it about children, but animals, I'm telling you today, even I crossed the street and I swear there was a dog, like the mom was like on the phone and there was a dog and I was just crossing the street and the dog laser beamed his little blueberry eyes with mine (laughs) and his tail started wagging. I wasn't even like coming for it. Sometimes I really think animals like sense in me that I'm sweet and kind because I really love animals, as you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not not these birds. They really, maybe, I don't know what it is. Maybe because I'm a, a water sign and they're like air based. <laughs> I don't know. They really hated me. So then Trixie, the, the funniest thing is like with Trixie, they were like, yeah, here's a nut. They could not care less. They were like, take a nut. Bye. Like they weren't right, touching right, right. him. Like none yeah, of that. Of course. Right. And so Trixie holds the thing up and they're, uh, and within, I want to say less than 45 seconds, there was a bird on Trixie. I was like, this is, to quote Martin Lawrence, this is bullshit, Elaldo. This is some bullshit, Elaldo. I couldn't believe it. And finally, I went back in and I held, uh, there was also a, a little child next to me, a lot of loud children, but a little child who kept getting bitten. That was fine. But oh. I was worried that I was going to get pecked. Like, that was the other problem. Well, yeah. And eventually one did fly to me and it did eat the little nut. And I couldn't even enjoy the experience because I was so like, I was so worried I was going to get touched and screamed at by these old men that I just, right. like, I didn't want to get in trouble with the birds. Like, I just, I was being yeah. so watched by them that I was like, all right, I just have to stay. You're just like, finally, I've done it. Yeah. Like, can you stop talking <laughs> yeah. to me now? 
And then right. Trixie's favorite part was that obviously, even though they don't ask for money, you don't have a choice with these men. They come up to you, they can the food to you. Like, yeah, it's like yeah. when guys like squeegee your windshield, it's happening. Right. Right? <laughs> it's up to you how you react. But I happen right, to right. have five pounds on my back. So I gave him five pounds and I went, <laughs> Trixie's favorite moment was, <laughs> I gave the guy five pounds and I went, that was nice. Like, I'm really <laughs> nice. <laughs> Which I do do. And I'm sorry. But I thought, how many people think to tip these guys? They just think they're the crazy old guys at the park. They got to eat, too. <laughs> these nuts ain't free. Yeah, they have to pay for the nuts and the apples and whatever, whatever yeah. else they give you. Yeah. Then the other funny Those thing nuts. that happened, the other funny thing, and then we can move on, is that I got in, uh, I got in a taxi with Trixie at one point to go to Selfridges. And yeah. the... You know, in London, the cabbie is, well, like in any city, really, they have like that plastic divider, but the cars are also huge. So, yeah, yeah, it's like a little room. It's so bad. I love London cabs. Uh, As a giant, it's the only time I feel small is in the back of a London taxi. Yeah, you can walk around like a cocktail cart inside it. It's like great. Oh, it's it's the best. When you have luggage, they don't have trunks, so you just have to hoist it in the back, but it's so much easier than a trunk. Yeah. I love yeah, it. Totally. The driver says, because everyone thought that Trixie was my boyfriend, which kept being like a running joke, because on what freak planet would these two people find each other? I mean, really, on what? Like one fully bald and then one with more hair than any woman known to me. I have more hair on me growing out of my face and my head. You oh, know, so that's the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we get in the cab and the guy says to Trixie. She doesn't, like, we don't hear him at first. She's like, she doesn't, banana. and we're like, what, what? And he went, she doesn't belong on this planet. But I didn't hear <laughs> that. And I went, <laughs> and I went, what? And he went, she doesn't belong. Tell him she doesn't belong on this planet. And I said, what are, we don't understand a word. I can't understand what you're yeah, saying. We're talking about. And he went, she doesn't belong on this planet. And I, I was like getting mad. Like, is that what a, is going? Yeah, a what is? Yeah, what is happening today? And I went, why? Why don't I belong on this planet? And he went, because you're an angel. And <laughs> I, that was the end of my day. That was the end of my day. All but right. she doesn't belong on this planet. <laughs> is one that will stay with me for a very long time. That's After like the nut somebody. Man. That's like a yeah. nag strategy. It's how men love. Uh, oh. Yeah. Men First love to nag me. You know that. Pull the rug out. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life is just uh, Neggy Bundy over here. People love to nag <laughs> So, Dan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she doesn't belong on this planet. I was like, why must I be attacked? Um, how are you? What is new in your life? I feel like, do okay. I have fun in the other things? What's happening? Uh, I had a great weekend. I uh, saw my friend's play that was excellent at Lincoln Center on Friday. Oh, what was um, it? It's called The Nosebleed, and I think it, it just uh, closed, but it was wonderful. Oh, yeah. Like, just a very inventive play with four people playing her, and it's a true story about her and her father. It was very, very funny. And can I ask what it, can I guess what it's about? Yes. So it's called The Nosebleed. I would yeah. love to see a play where the only people in the room are in the very last row. The whole theater's empty. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And then the yeah, very last yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every yeah, it's, it was, Welcome it was to the, the, You Don't Belong on This Planet. Yeah, what? <laughs> we can't hear you up here. We're, so we're in the nosebleed seats. Yeah, yeah, we're in the we're in the nosebleeds by Michelle Collins, speech and debate. Okay, we <laughs> So that was fantastic. I had like a very high uh 
you know, a high culture moment. And then I went to a uh, oil wrestling event at this bar. And okay. that was also great. <laughs> Why is it, though, that it was like it's a so funny, night. something with you and me, and this is, this is so interesting, you somehow suss out the events that you know will make me feel weird. Like you go to like weird, <laughs> old, tiny... Like there, there are really very few things yeah. that like truly give me the creeps. One of them is very old animation, like super okay. old animation makes me feel very funky. I'm not talking Looney Tunes. I'm talking like yeah. black and white, like Steamboat Willie, like all that shit. I yeah. hate that stuff. I love it. Americana things hate that kind of thing. <laughs> and I love hate- my country. <laughs> <laughs> Can't help it. I know, but like old timey Americana. And then something I really hate is wrestling. Like I hate, I've always hated wrestling. I hate the Lucha Libra stuff. I hate the masks. I I find all of it actually, I don't even know how to explain it without saying things that will make me sound psychotic, which I think I've already done today. But there's something about it that is just like, it's uncomfortable for me. I don't know why. Those, Those masks, those wrestling masks, I hate, I hate. One of the reasons I don't like Billy Madison more is because of that yeah. storyline in it. I hate well, that whole thing. If you, well, I think if you saw somebody in it, you should tackle them and like pull it off and show the audience what's underneath. And then it would be like a big, you know. <laughs> As I was saying, just the idea of people <laughs> wrestling in oil also. I assume yeah. this is that a gay bar, I have to assume. Was it gay uh, oil yeah. wrestling? Yeah. Cor- correct. Yes, 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 it was. Okay. Anyway. That sounds a little more fun. I mean, that does sound like a little better. But yeah. I still, was it messy? Were there pools of oil or was it on a stage? Were you in The yeah. Nosebleeds so, by Michelle Collins? So there was, there, I was uh, oddly enough in the front row. Well, actually sure. I was in the second row at the other thing. Yeah, so uh, not in The Nosebleeds. Um, it was it was like, they, they put a, like basically an like inflatable kiddie pool, but it was black. So that's more like more adult. And then. Um, yeah, like that, the, can I just stop right there? <laughs> we have to move on. I am sorry. You, okay. you lost me. I don't want to know. Right. And you just, I feel like you go to these things because you know that you're going to bring them on. You're, you know that you're going to bring it up on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. I think everything I do in my life, <laughs> the only thing, every thought I have and everything I do is <laughs> just. It's like how it's a reaction. That's right. badly yeah. will Michelle react <laughs> if I tell her that I went That's... to an oil wrestling event where there was a black inflatable kiddie pool, which also has like obvious like S&M undertones, other things that scare me. Okay. S&M stuff frightens me too. You know, listen, I'm no fun. I'll tell you that much. Um, Wait, can I? make a big announcement on the pod regarding yeah. our show in London. Yes. So I've always dreamed of this. And actually, by the time the podcast comes out, most of you will know this if you follow me on Instagram. And if you don't, okay, it's a problem for me. But I mean, who uses it anymore? Honestly, I almost want to like be chic and go back to Facebook. I'm honestly so oh. far. I'm like so far off all these things. And I'm like, can we just yeah. like be old now? I just want to go on yeah. Facebook and like, let me see my friend's kids. I don't care anymore about clout, any of it. (laughs) That being said, um, I've had a dream my entire life to interview the British me. There's an actress. Her name is Michelle Collins. When you Google me, I mean, I'm talking years and years ago, I would get Google alerts for her. We're like, and I I wonder, I have to like test the waters and see, because I really, by the way, she has been nothing but so sweet. Everyone who's ever met her is like, she's so nice. People love her. So I'm really excited. And you know that I'm nice. I'm not coming in there to like start trouble, obviously. But 
I do remember one of the headlines, one of the first ways I found out about her was that when I used to Google my name, there were like nude photos of her that would come up. And I was always thinking, God, like, I can't really bring that up. Right. But I was like, geez, like everyone thinks that's like me getting out of a car without my underwear on. (laughs) I should be so lucky if they think it's me because her tan was mm, chef's kiss gore. But I may not bring that up, but I'll say this, that like I tend to be confused with her often and I'll get like invitations for her sometimes or things that are clearly not meant for me. Yeah. Yeah. But you should go. Yeah. Well, that's the idea is one day I would like to swap. I'd I'd like to have a day where we swap lives where all of a sudden I'm married to a hot 38 year old. You know, she just got married. Her husband is so hot as shit. We'll talk about that, too. But I reached out to her because I I know how to get in touch. And I said, and we've never talked before. I think once I emailed her and it was like, okay, it was years ago. And I said, listen, it's been my dream. I've met, I know so many people who know you. I would love to have you. We're doing a live taping of my podcast, Mm -hmm. Midnight Snack. You're listening to it in London on September 9th. Would you be willing to be the guest? She wrote back within 12 hours. And I think she's on her honeymoon, by the way. And she wrote back. (laughs) I think she may even be on her honeymoon or just back from her honeymoon. And she wrote the (laughs) nicest email. She's like, I love podcasts. How fun. I'd love to do it. So she's, I'm so, and Dan, you're going to be there. I'm so excited. I'm debating. I have another surprise up my sleeve. I don't even want to say it here, but if you're going to be in London next, uh, Friday. I know that some of you will. Some of you know people who live in London. My fear is I'm going to get on stage with now my namesake and that there's going to be like six people there and I'm going to feel embarrassed. So can you just please tell your friends and family to come to the show? Go to my Instagram, click on the link. The tickets are $15 each. I had a moment before the podcast today, before we recorded, where I was like, why are they so cheap? Like, I'm worth more than 12 pounds. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Birdmen. The Birdmen of Hyde Park would pay easy 20 pounds each to come see it. But we don't have to get into um, the details. The point is, it's basically free to come. So tell your yeah. friends and family to come or buy tickets or do whatever. But, uh, Dan, I'm excited. What should we do? I feel like, should we, like, have snacks uh, on stage? I mean, we have to have something fun, you and me. Oh, we got to have yeah. a British-themed recording. Well, you could have like a game where people, you read out headlines and are they about which Michelle Collins? That's a really hilarious game. Fun. You'll be it. You'll be the host. Oh, okay. How All are right. we going to get, right. how, how are we going to um, gauge the, how are we doing this? How are we playing? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll know the answer. We'll have, okay. We'll, we'll hand out everybody two paddles, both saying Michelle Collins. Oh, yes. And people will have to hold up paddles. one or the other. <laughs> and they're exactly the same. <laughs> tell you something i was just bitching that 30 seconds before we hit record today about how this show is costing me money like i i'm in the hole when it comes to this podcast recording because i'm i'm getting her car service i'm buying drinks for everybody now i gotta make fucking paddles uh-uh. not happening <laughs> paddles ain't happening people if you're coming to the show you're not getting a paddle maybe i could have like an intern who's like obsessed with me in london make free paddles for me uh, yeah. Uh, do, do we know that person? <laughs> do we have any interns in London who are willing to make paddles for free? <laughs> well, Dan, you're, you must be part of some paddling community, I imagine. You must have no. paddle hookups. No, I'm not. Uh, no, no, no. <laughs> Actually, that's one of my things that I'm not. No. Mm. Um. <laughs> Now, I feel like I had another story. I had a hot podiatrist this morning. That was exciting. Really handsome looking guy, married. But I have a question for you. Why is it 
I feel like it's not the first time I've had in New York. I had a really handsome podiatrist. What is this? Is there a connection? Do you, listener, do you have a hot podiatrist? I'd like to get into this. I almost want to Google it on my phone. Why are podiatrists hot? Physical yeah. therapists, I can understand why they're hot because they're usually athletes themselves. You know, they're into like yeah. musculature, things like uh-huh. that. But what is it about the feet and the bones of the feet? I'm looking, why are podiatrists hot? Have you ever had a hot one? Um, no, I had one. Yeah, he was okay. He made me uh, insoles. Actually, I don't need them. Well, I guess he cured me. I don't need them anymore. Oh, this says hot feet. How to relieve the heat. <laughs> That's the first okay. result for wire podiatrist by, by, hot. By, by Acme Ice Bucket Company. <laughs> 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 um, the funny thing is, is I went in and then do you ever have this thing happen where I do you ever have this happen? Who am I right now? The year is 1986. I'm on stage. There's a brick wall behind me. But do you ever have it where like your doctor is so attractive that like you minimize your pain? Oh, it happened where and the truth is, is that for whatever reason, my feet actually did not hurt today. Yesterday, I was Daniel Day Lewis, like signing my will with a, a pencil between my toes. And yeah. today I woke up, sprung out of bed. I felt great. Went to his office. It was not cheap because I'm paying out of pocket, obviously. And yeah. he was like, does it hurt here? I was like, no, <laughs> it doesn't hurt anywhere. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like, I know where it normally hurts, but it was, I said to him, should I get like an X-ray and MRI? He's like, it's like another thousand dollars. I'm thinking, well, those podcast tickets better sell. Right, that yeah. paddle money better come in because I can't drop that kind of money right now. But um but yeah he was oh and then he sold me insoles which actually i hate but he took the ones out of my i wore like my um funky larry david new balances they're like all purple and they're oh, kind of yeah. cute oh, and he was cool. like do you want these back and i i don't know like i wanted to be like cute or like sexy and i was like no that's fine like i like didn't take <laughs> i didn't want him to see me they are like used insoles like <laughs> Because I didn't have a bag for it. So I didn't want to just like walk out of there holding insoles. I was like, no, keep them. Meanwhile, now I'm like, I hate these insoles. They're not even like correctly aligned on my feet. So I have to go buy more insoles now. I mean, I. (laughs) it's just, it's too much. Have you you, never, I can't win. (laughs) You've never minimized your pain for a hot doctor. I feel like I've done it a number of times. I'm trying to think. I I think that it's like you where we're like, I make the appointment when it really hurts. And then once I'm there, it's like, well, it kind of came and went. And then you have to like, I, I kind of like, try to really describe it yes but it's not actually happening in the moment like yeah i remember years and years ago my uh it was thanksgiving and i went to see this is so stupid but i went my brother uh, at the time was with um his partner at the time anyway that didn't work out but it it was me him and her and we went to see the movie unbreakable thanksgiving night that bruce willis samuel jackson movie m night Shyamalan. And we were in the theater and I don't know what happened. I think I had smoked pot in school like a week before. And, you know, I'm terrible on marijuana. Right. Like it's just something happened where I was sitting there and all of a sudden I was like, I'm having a heart attack. Like my arm went numb. Oh. Um, I had so much pain in my arm and I, I was like 19 and I turned <laughs> whenever that movie came out, 18, 19. And yeah, I turned right. to my yeah. brother and I was like, we have to go to the hospital right now. Like, I think I'm, I'm genuinely having a heart attack. Oh my God. And we went on Thanksgiving night to the ER in Aventura, Florida. Shout out. Ooh. And of course, because it's like Thanksgiving, 
all it was only young doctors working that night because like who the hell wants to work the night of Thanksgiving? Uh, so it's like oh yeah, everybody had off. Yeah, everybody had off, and the hottest motherfucker walked into that room. Meanwhile, oh my, I'll never forget it. Sitting here <laughs> with my brother, and this guy walked in, a true Adonis. And I'm there like, God knows what I look like. <laughs> and he was like, so, uh, Miss Collins, what's the problem? You know, and I said, yeah, right. um, oh, like, mm, I, well, I just think I think I may have had a heart attack. In the room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think I just I may, like, <laughs> may or may not have had a heart attack watching an M. Night Shyamalan movie. A huge Bruce Willis fan. And they, this guy now had to hook me up to like all the little things, you know, the little wires and everything. Uh, yeah. And uh, and run all the tests. And may I dropped at the at the end of it, he was like, you know what, Miss Collins, I think what may have happened is he may have just had a little too much to eat. <laughs> I went to the hospital on Thanksgiving because I ate too much. Oh my god! And then had just like I mean, uh, he actually to the point where I'm surprised that guy was not on The Bachelor. Like he was gorgeous. <laughs> oh my god! Anyway, well then the other. Let me just say one other really small embarrassing thing <laughs> is that then when I lived in LA, I remember I had to go to the ER for some shit. Yeah. I promise I, I haven't gone to the hospital. Well, boy, 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 let me knock on wood in a while. But I think I was with Kaiser Permanente, which was this weird thing. And I went, and my friend Jenny Fame had told me about a doctor who worked at Kaiser, because we were all on Kaiser, right. who was also like supermodel, gorgeous. He had an Italian name. Anyway, I walk in, they give me the robe and I tied the robe, which was like kind of small. Like it, I mean, not just because of my massive titties, but like just whatever. It's not, yeah, it's not luxury. Right? They're not yeah. huge, yeah. I tied it like a Diane von Furstenberg wrap dress. Like, I took it and I, like, tried <laughs> yeah. to you make it, like, really cinched at the waist, but, like, my boobs are fully out in the bra. And uh-huh. he walked in and saw me and he went, um, that, you have the robe on the wrong way. Like, the back is supposed what? to be the open part. <laughs> <laughs> I looked. That's funny. <laughs> this ha- and it was him. And I was like, I don't believe that I got, like, the hottest fucking doctor at Kaiser. And he was like, and then one of the nurses was very funny. And as, uh, I must have hurt my ankle or something. As he was pushing me to the x-ray machine, he went, yeah, we always tell people, keep it open on the back so we can um, kick your ass when the billing department comes or something like that. <laughs> and I've never forgotten okay. that. I'm like, huh? He's on to something. That's really funny. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have good hot doctor stories, DM them to me on Instagram. That could be a funny thing for next week to read. Or actually, yeah. the podcast taping. That could be yeah. a fun segment. <laughs> hot. Maybe I should have the podiatrist show up. Oh, yeah. Like, like an on-stage um, follow-up. Yeah. Yes. Well, Do you know I- what's funny? They can get in trouble for that here because I had to go to another somebody for something very minor. Uh, uh-huh. He happened to be gay. So there was like not any. He was gorgeous as well. And then he fell in love with me in three seconds flat to the point where he was like, follow me on Instagram. He's like, I could literally lose my job for this. So follow me. Uh-huh. He's like, oh, my God, you are so funny. <laughs> like, love me. <laughs> Basically, I'm killing it in the medical offices of Greater London. But yeah, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Send me your uh, send me your. Your hot doc stories. I think that's got to be it today because, Dan, you've got a meeting and I have nowhere to be. But um, I I think that's it. Yeah. Come see us in London. It's not. When are you leaving for Paris, by the way? Uh, Well, so I'll be there Thursday. I arrive on Thursday and then I'll come to. Oh, you're only there for one day. Oh, my God. Okay, wait. Very exciting. Well, we have uh, one of my favorite guests on today. She is just the funniest. I believe like one of the best people to ever come out of the Bachelor franchise. She is so funny. She's so sweet and gorge Rachel Lindsay you're gonna love my interview with her and here it is I'm gonna 
to say this about you, Rachel Lindsay. Your season of The Bachelorette, I think, is the last one I watched. <gasps> and I'll say that it may be the last one that I watched with any sort of um, involvement or care. It may, Maybe I tossed in another season just as like a buffer season before I realized that it was like, you know, I needed to move on. But I'm so happy that we became friends as a result of your turn in The Bachelorette and everything else going on with you. You have been one of the few people to really do the turnover into Hollywood. You are um, on Extra, the new season returning September 12th. Uh, You're so phenomenal on it. And you always look so beautiful. And you're so in love still. And I want to talk about it all. Rachel Lindsay. Thank you so much. What a beautiful introduction. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. I, I. Oh, my God. I mean, I get you on. First of all, I'm like flattered that you don't watch anymore. You know, and my last season was the one you were invested in, like selfishly. Thank you. But also totally get it. Okay, (laughs) because can we open with that? And I actually haven't talked about Bachelor, Bachelorette Nation in a long time. Mm -hmm. It could be a number of things for me. A, I'm older now. I I turned 41 this summer. I'm going to wait for you to be shocked and then I'm going to move on. But, you know, it comes to an age. She hasn't flinched, by the way. Not even. (laughs) She hasn't even moved a muscle. No, it's fine. For me, I feel like you've seen one season, they would change it up, change it here and there. And it just became insanity for me seeing the same thing play out over and over and over again. The same villains, the same guys, the same girls. And it got to a point where I'm like, I'm like, I'm dumb for watching. And I had to step back. Yeah. You know what it is? We are lovers of reality TV. We love this. We talk about this. We've bonded over this. We're seeing it evolve in a way, reality TV as a genre, where the show isn't. And I think that's what's tough. And as you said, we are getting older. I'm 37. Like, I'm right there with you. Newborn. And newborn so child. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally newborn the baby. same age. You get no, I know, I know. <laughs> I know. Which is why I didn't flinch. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're the same age. But I know you it hurt fabulous. when you, you didn't. <laughs> and so do you, by the way. No, we both have. I mean, listen, we both are smooth. I put makeup on for you because I knew you were coming in all done. I put my best workout sweatshirt on. You look great. Color and looks I said, great on you. oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Rach. Um, everything is happening for you. Where do I even begin? Wait, I do want to say with The Bachelor and Bachelorette, though, do you think that it's changed, too? Because when I talk to young people these days, and I don't think any of them listen to the show, a majority of them are so entitled and they just feel, I don't know, like I don't connect in the way I'm sure every generation feels this about the new young people that come in. But I think the show has had to change also for like young, mainly women who watch for this like TikTok generation and kind of, she got some water. What'd you get? She got me coffee. She got me coffee. Wow. It's early. She's a star. (laughs) She's a star. Okay. No, this is what they do for you when you do Michelle's show. They bring you coffee. This is, she knows how to treat guests. Thank you so much. That's very true. And I miss the studio. Seeing you there makes me feel sad. But do you think this show has changed because also like the audience is now younger and so they're like a little bit more... I don't know, like empty? What am I trying to say? <laughs> okay, your words. <laughs> I no, I know. My words, my words. But, I know. But do I don't think the show has changed, which I think is the problem. The format is the same. I think the people are changing, which I think is a sign of us getting older. But the young people aren't buying the same this show concept anymore. No one's believing the fairy tale. This isn't how we date. This isn't real life. They don't want to see people. They don't believe people falling in this way, which is why... I think you don't see people get engaged anymore and they're accepting people just walk away as partners, friends, whatever it may be. It's almost like the jig is up. 
You know, yeah. they they have to evolve in a way. And I don't just mean with the characters, characters. I was a character. You know what I mean? Yeah. The people I on the show, that sounds bad. Yeah. The contestants the in contestants. this very real game show of life and love. It And, you know, it can be real. There are some exceptions. There are being one. She flashed her ring. It's still gorgeous. <laughs> I want to ask about Brian, but we'll get to that. No, I agree. I For me, I think when I stepped away, and I'm, I don't mean to like bring up because... I think all of us who have worked for ABC have scars and we have things that like were tough for us. I say this as someone who was employed there at one point. Um, there were so many controversies. And at one point, it just got to a point where I was like, I can't wait. It felt dirty. I don't know. Starting even with the Bachelor in Paradise thing that happened with the girl in the pool where the, and I don't remember if, where that fell. I think it was before you actually, Rachel. No, but it was right after was it my after? season. Right it was after. a guy that was on my season and a girl that I was on with The Bachelor with. So I was I knew them well. Matter of fact, Michelle, I was there. I was supposed Stop. to be on like recording with a come out with a date card the next day on Paradise. I was in the hotel and everything. So I was a part of it all. Like what's happening? What's going on? Why is it canceled? What's 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 shutting down? What was involved? Yeah. And I never made it. So I've never been to Paradise because of that reason. But you know what I think sometimes? I feel like it was divine intervention to me. Mm-hmm. Don't you think in a weird way? Because yes. that happened. And, you know, no matter what happened for me, and I don't mean to, because we're going to laugh again, I promise. We've not forgotten how to <laughs> laugh. I rarely, I think you might be the first Bachelor-related person on the podcast, by the way, So I'm and the only one I'll have on. But Thank I you. feel like it was such a dark moment in that show's history, whatever happened, that when they came back with the season, whatever it was, a month later... I have to say it broke my mm-hmm. trust in a big way. I thought, how could they even come back? This is a this is not a real show. This is Gilligan's Island. This show doesn't matter. If these <laughs> accusations, no, it is. If these accusations are in any way true, if 2% of it is true, and we know that they feed everyone alcohol. Did you feel that on your season? Were they getting people drunk or is that just? No, you know, I've always said this. We're grown. So we have the true. ability to say, I, if they're like, hey, do you want to take this drink? Do you want to take a shot? You could say no. So I never felt yeah. like I was being fed alcohol. If I wanted it, I had it. If I didn't, I didn't. And yes, right, sometimes fair. I did want it at seven in the morning. And that's our show. <laughs> Rachel Lindsay, she has a problem. We're here to address it right here on Midnight Snack. <laughs> did you really drink at 7 a.m.? I can't drink when the sun is up. It, I get what? like a, I look like Link. I get, I'm telling you, all my facial hair grows. I get so <laughs> tired. I had wine Saturday. Um, one of my girlfriends in London had a big party. And so I'm having rosé. I'm feeling so cute, blah, blah, blah. 5 p.m. I had a dinner that night. I was passed out on my couch. I can't make it. I'm not a good day drinker. Well, at this age, I'm not a great day drinker. But then I, I could do that on the show. But yeah, absolutely. You're like, oh, Fair what enough. do I have to look forward to today? Mm, let me go ahead and make a little cocktail. But doesn't it feel like the show, I mean, it'll just never die. I, you know, after also like what you went through, which, I, you know, I don't want to bring up because I don't, I, this is a happy show. It's We're a happy, show. fun thing. <laughs> and I'm here to support you and only raise you up. Um, but everything, like they just somehow, okay, they have a controversy and then it's like coming up next season. And I'm not asking <laughs> for the show to end. I just feel like, you know what pissed me off, Rachel? You know when I decided I was done? What? When they hired another uh, run-of-the-mill white guy to host the show. When I saw, I'm being honest, and again, this is all me speaking here. I'm just telling it to you. But I, and he's a nice enough guy, but I'm like, really, of all the fucking people, you're going to wheel him in now after what happened? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Well, I think there are a lot of people who share your sentiment. For me, 
I wasn't surprised. Also, small mm. world, you, me, and Jesse all did something together. Remember, you were hosting. You were hosting. I'm gonna this, die. What? It was like a a fashion show. I can't remember who we were yes. doing with. <laughs> And Jesse and I were judges and you were and you were so as you always are so funny oh my God. work the room I was laughing the entire time I was like did I come for the show or did I come to actually work as a judge I don't care I'm having a good time yeah but Jesse okay one of the judges I do I have the notebook disease because I actually forgot that until you just said it and I remember now what it was it was the bridezilla's fashion show or something with bridezilla's yes do you remember yes <laughs> Yes. And no, you're you're booked and busy. You're doing so many things. So I I totally understand why you couldn't remember. But yes, I think a lot of people feel the same way that you do. But I wasn't shocked at it. I wasn't it wasn't even necessarily something that I was pushing for. I more so was caught up in I want diversity and inclusion for the people that are on the show. Whoever you have host it, fine. Let them host it. Just let them be, you know, a straight lined person. (laughs) <laughs> you know, well, they have to be I, the thing is, they can't pull focus. Right. So they have to right. wheel in like hot Frankenstein, like out of the hot Frankenstein factory. And he's hot like just, and he's nice, by the way. I forgot that we did that thing with him. Yes. He was very sweet. He's a nice guy. Yeah, he is. He's like a, you know, just like a. You're, I'm telling you, the DNA strain on him is just like the laces of a football. I don't know if there's a lot happening. It's just he's a hot, <laughs> tall, nice guy. My other issue with um, bachelor and bachelorette was raping up all the time is that they never have fat people on and i'm like you know put one to five even love is blind a show about blindness doesn't have fat people on i'm thinking when is our day in the sun gonna happen when is there gonna be a dating show for bigger folk i wish i could i could find this on social media it's so interesting you're bringing up that point it's so true and there's actually a petition i signed it it's going Thank around you. where they're saying you've got to be more inclusive with different body types and it's for the bachelor i didn't i'm like not big in promoting it because i'm you know separating myself from the bachelor but it really is going around it's a big thing if you're out there google it sign it support people of different body types because that's the thing we're not watching what it's like to fall in love in real life we're not seeing people we see in everyday life people who are on the show don't look like that don't necessarily act like that in everyday life and i think that's That's why You know, it's the show's not necessarily what it used to be. And people are drifting to maybe some of the other shows, the other newer shows that are popping up. I know. I I feel like I'm going to start smoking cigarettes because my whole energy, I'm giving like mild Fran Lebowitz in this energy of just like, I've had it. I'm sick of everything. I'm done. But I'm really not. I'm actually in a great mood and I'm happy. I know you are. <laughs> it just, just specifically like with this show. And you know what? It, it feels bad because I feel like left out a little bit. Like when I see people live blogging it and stuff, I'm like, oh, or live. That, that's how old I am, live blogging. You know, when they're hammering jokes into stone, about the show, I feel left out, Rachel Lindsay. Rachel, how's Brian? Brian is so good. Thank you for asking. Yeah. We live in L.A. now. Which what happened to Miami? I am I'm not hurt. the biggest Miami <gasps> fan. I know we've talked about Florida living before. I, I love it because it's family. I love the wa- being next to the water. But for me, I, I just didn't connect with it in the same way. I moved for Brian. I wanted to be there, support him. But then ultimately, we moved to L.A. And you know people love to be all up in our business. In our business and I'm not talking about you. I'm more so talking about the people on social. So people yeah. really had an issue that I moved first to L.A. And then he came like six, seven months later. But now we're good. We're living in L.A. We just got a new house. He just opened up his practice. 
Yes. So we're settling in. I don't understand why people would care if he comes six, seven months later when you went to Miami for him. So where is that Mm. double standard? I don't get it. Mm, The double standard. There's always this narrative that I am more focused on my career than I am on Brian because I don't have children. That's that oh my is, God. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. People are on social. It never. <gasps> if I if I put up a question in the box about ask me anything, it's where are the babies? Where's the children? And it's so insensitive no. because they have no idea what we've been through, what we're working on, where our mindset is. I think people hold on to. And by people, I mean bachelor, a lot of bachelor nationers. Yeah. Um, they hold on to Rachel said she wanted all these kids. Well, where are those kids? Well, you have no idea what we're going through or where we are in our life or what we've been working on and what hasn't worked and what has. It's just so I, I get it. When you're in the public eye, you have to take the good and the bad. But it's really annoying. And sometimes it actually hurts that people think that I'm not into Brian. They don't hold Brian to the same standard as me. They don't send Brian those questions. They're like, oh, poor Brian. Rachel loves yeah. her career and her social life more than him. And I'm like, y'all, Brian's good. Swear he's good. Believe me, I hold it down at home. I know, I know you do. And by the way, when you said that to me, I love you so much. I actually did feel scared, like two percent. I was like, "Are we good?" I didn't. I didn't DM you about the kids. No, I don't even like children. You. I respect you more because you don't have kids. Like I'm the one being like, "Don't do it, please." I'm not even joking. I was in a store yesterday in London where there was a woman with her baby carriage and two kids who knows where they were just so loud and the mother you know looking at dresses not paying attention they knocked an entire display down in the middle of the store and I left I actually have like um sensory things like if things are too loud or too crazy I tend to shut down so I'm like okay I'm gonna go to the next store so I go to the store next door and they followed me in and I rounded up all the people in the store Every person who worked in that store, it was a workout store. I went, no, these kids are, these kids are fucking maniacs. Like they knocked down an entire display. Like you got to watch out. Everybody was on the floor, but children are destructive. They're expensive. There are too many of them. If you want them, I support you. Obviously, I'm just saying the problem is, is that in this day and age, we have zero boundaries. Fans do not. And I'm saying this as like kind of a nobody in that way, but especially when you're so friendly as you are and like you have everything going for you. People think they know you. You're their friend. We watched you fall in love. We watched now we're a part of this relationship. And for them to reach out and ask those things, people are just deranged. There is like this disconnect with, oh, this is a real person. I'm not emailing one of the ABBA holograms. This is a woman (laughs) who like, (laughs) do you know what I mean? This is a real woman who maybe, and the kid thing is so sensitive. Like personally, if you don't want children, God bless, you know, I'm all for it. But I have friends who've gone through all kinds of things. They're freezing, they're injecting. It's expensive and it's exhausting. Yeah. And I can't even imagine having to then on top of that, have the stress of people being like, how's it going? Exactly. And you you say something that's so important. It is true. People do feel like they know you. And a part of me loves that because you feel like I I was myself on on camera and you're getting that authentic side of me. And that's real. But it doesn't mean that you're allowed in every single part of my life, which is why I've never joined the Real Housewives. Like, as much as we love our housewives, I love them. Let's discuss. But the reason I've never joined is because when you met me on The Bachelor, I was in the bachelor bubble in that world, lived in that mansion or from hotel to hotel in random cities with random people dating a random man. And then me then dating other random men. If I do Housewives, you know where I live, what car I drive, who my family. Like, I don't want people in my life in that way unless I'm giving it to you in small doses. 
It's not my I jam. I support that. I actually support it. And you're making me realize that all the housewives are completely deranged. Like, why would anyone want that? <laughs> why would I need to know? I'm thinking of like Vicky's house in Kodo. Remember Vicky's like oh big house when they were getting in the van? I ordered a van, like that whole scene. Well, why do I even know that that happened to her? It's crazy that they were filming that scene. Like, we know so just, much. Just the fact that she lives in Coda. What was it? Coda de Casa? Was that the name? Was yes. That somebody's, okay. <laughs> that's her. That's where she lived next to Tamara. Yes. You know, but I don't want people. I'm so nervous about security and people yeah. knowing, like, don't take a picture of that. People might identify where I live or what I do. I, I just can't imagine letting people in my house in my life that way. But I'm so grateful that those women do because I watch every season, oh. every single city franchise. I am there to support. So thank you. Somebody's got to do it. Now, this shocks me to my very core because I work for Andy, technically on Sirius, right? I don't even watch every city. <gasps> I have, I know, shocking. You know what? I don't, I, I don't even want to tell you the two that I don't watch because I feel like they're the best ones. The, my favorite is Potomac. Like uh, Potomac, I will okay, great. live and die 10 times over. No, please. Okay, great. Uh, Thank God you didn't say Potomac because you have no idea no. what you were missing. Okay, good. Then you're fine. Can I say something? If I didn't say Potomac or if I said it, you should have left. The <laughs> correct response to me not watching Potomac is you silently pushing away, dumping the coffee in the camera and walking out because they Absolutely. are the funniest. They're actually the thing with them that I love is they're actually funny, smart and classy and just fucking hilarious. Like they're the smartest <laughs> of any city. Yeah. Naturally, they're just the fucking best. Then you watch these New York women and I do love my New York ladies, but I just feel like watching elderly women battle alcoholism gets old. It just gets tired. And yeah. unfortunately, and I say this, you know, I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but I do feel like it's a very common thing on this show where it's basically rich people intervention. It's like mm. whether you have a, a drug or alcohol problem, eating disorder, which I think a lot of them deal with, you know, we're just, I don't know, a lot of it just is never really addressed. It's like, fun intervention. What's the word? What am I trying to say, Rachel? Well, no, 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 no. I get what you're saying. And the thing is, it's it's becoming problematic to watch on the shows. We're seeing it right now in Beverly Hills. I'm not sure if that's one that you watch. We're seeing it yes. in New York, which is why they're blowing up that that franchise completely and bringing in a whole new cast and then having another drunk, though, another woman with a drinking problem. Wait, the new girl that the new influencer. And she's part of my tribe, which also has me nail biting because you know what I always say, Rachel, is she bad for the Jews? I'm just saying it because we have enough problems. Rachel Lindsay, we have enough problems. They cannot listen. It was influencer that got it's me. It's real. It's influencer. Yes. I was like, is that I don't want to watch that on Housewives. Can and I and I say this as a part-time influencer myself. I don't want to see influencers. It's not Thank the type of women. That. Yes, yes. I, no, Rachel, yes. am a part-time influencer. <laughs> this and, is what this is about. How do I step in? And, <laughs> now we're getting to it. What happened to you as a child? Why are you a part-time influencer, Rachel? It's like <laughs> the worst thing you, you can say as a, as a former <laughs> Bachelor contestant. It's like their biggest yeah. fear. But it's true. You have to admit yeah. it. You have to. I don't want to see that, though. I don't want to see that. Also, for oh. anyone listening and you don't watch Potomac, let this be a lesson to you. Your friends should neglect you, leave you, walk out of the yes. room, pour coffee on you. As you said, you should be watching Potomac. There's still time to catch up before the new season starts. And, you know, I run very hot and cold with that Candace, Rachel, where I'm curious how you feel about Candace, because I saw a tweet that did change my entire outlook on her, which said without her, there wouldn't be a show like she's Ooh. such She's so quick to put herself out there and be the enemy that 
other than, you know, even Karen and Giselle fighting is just like old fashioned, good fun. Like I love watching them fight, but Candace is easily dislikable. And like, you need that in order to have gang fights. And I mean, you know, sides, if that makes sense. She's yeah, she's easy to dislike, but at the same time, she's easy to root for. And that's what makes her great, which is why she still has friends on the show. Now, you know, I went to a dinner with Giselle and Ashley Darby and you have to tell me Candace. everything right now because I love them. Tell me everything. I love <laughs> Ashley, was, by the way. I'm a fan. Well, yeah. I was shocked as I've looked at I said, Ashley Darby's here, but so is Candace. How is this happening? Are we secretly friends? What's going on here? We took pictures. We posted it on social. Bravo fans went wild. They thought that there was some reconciliation. I'll say that there was a little some, something going on at the table, which means it's going to be a good season. And I mean this in a positive way. So I'm curious to see how it how it all plays out. But Candace brings so much to the show. The drama was with her mother, the drama with Ugh. Chris. You know, you question things. How is she with her mother? How's her relationship with Chris? Her music career, her drama with the other ladies on the show. She is so music sharp video. with her tongue. Music video in a parking wow, lot. She's so mean. <laughs> she frightens me. And by the way, she comes up to roughly my kneecap. She's teeny tiny. <laughs> Candace in person, the two of us together, it's She-Hulk. Mm-hmm. It's a CGI <laughs> it is it is and it's okay she's teen i think she's half your height seriously and you're little um but she really frightens i think that she could read me into an early grave like she i would never want her against me and i, I hope that she never her. listens to this no she's scary she takes no prisoners when she's angry it's like she goes for it and that's good oh my TV. god and that's it's good the best. TV. Yeah, you got to I can't her. wait for that show to come back. You got to have her. All right. You interviewed Brad Pitt. Let's get to your job because I'm sick of all these people. Rachel Lindsay <laughs> is working at Extra. <laughs> I want to know. Let's blow up your thing. She's a part-time influencer. She admitted it right here <laughs> moments ago. Um, Aries Taurus Cusp. Curious. What do, you, what do you call yourself? An Aries or Taurus? I call myself a Taurus. But like, I'm that's really into it. I'm really. Oh, are you a Taurus? I'm a Cancer, but I love Tauruses. Are you a July or June Cancer? There is a difference. I'm July. Is that okay? Yes, it is. Yes, it okay. is. Oh, I was hoping Thank you fucking said God that. for that. Woo! Okay, <laughs> let's get. We can continue. We almost canceled this okay. twice. And <laughs> by the way, I'm. Are we fighting? What's happening right now? I feel, <laughs> you know, it's funny. Last week we had Whitney Cummings on, and she got. So, I, thank God for you because she got so pissed at me when I brought up that on a first date I will ask a guy what his sign is, but not so directly. I'll be like, "Oh, when's your birthday?" and then somehow figure it out. Yeah. And I know that it's sort of all gobbledygook nonsense, but I do fucking love it. I can't I do even too. lie. I love. What is Brian? Brian's an Aquarius. Ah, okay, good match. Very much so. I think Got we're it. a good match. Yeah, we're a good match. We're we're compatible. We're compatible. Me and you or you and Brian? Both. God bless. <laughs> um, I love, well, Taurus is my favorite, but Aries is not for me, though. That's what I got nervous. Interesting. Well, I, by Eastern calendar, see, like, I'm, I'm like not deep, deep into it, but enough to be conversational, you know? Eastern calendar. Exactly where I'm at. I'm considered an Aries, but I, I'm a, I'm a double Taurus, sun and moon, and my rising is in Scorpio. So I'm very grounded. I'm Taurus all the way. Interesting. Yeah. Scorpio, water sign, cancer. That's another thing. See, but I'm a Gemini rising, so I still have nightmare qualities. People think I'm perfect, but I'm not. I bond with Gemini's so well. Some of my best friends in this world are Gemini's. Yeah. Okay. There you go. Mm-hmm. That's my front facing. That's the mask. I think mm-hmm. it's that how the mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. It's the rising is the mask. Yep. The moon is your like real self. Is that what it is? The moon is like your ego. I, I don't think. No. I have no idea what I'm saying. How you feel? I know somebody's going to listen to this and say stop. Immediately. 
No more. I'm not joking that I got quiet because I just felt really embarrassed. Like I knew that I got it wrong and I actually felt, I felt shy. I was like, I actually don't want to talk about You're this anymore. You're admitting it we though. We can go on. We're, we're guessing here, but you are right about the rising. That is your mask. Yes, that Scorpio. is right. And I'm, I'm unbearable and you're crazy. So that's what it <laughs> proves. Now, tell me about Brad Pitt. Oh my god! You gosh. interviewed him. What happened when you looked at him? You make eye contact. What's the feeling? I was nervous to make eye contact. I just, I'm still, I am still on a high with Brad Pitt, as you would imagine, as you would imagine. So the whole day, I know I'm going to interview Brad Pitt and I almost backed out because I was like, can I do this? Can I do this? Oh, come on. Can I do it justice? Am I going to be a blithering idiot? Am I going to bumble my way or mumble my way through this, this interview. And I was watching him interview with other people. And I was like, oh, he's laughing. He's smiling. Oh my gosh. Am I going to be funny? Am I going to be weird? Am I going to, am I going to do this justice? Am I going to lose my job over this? You know, you just want to get it right for Brad because for five minutes, Michelle, he knew who I was. Five minutes in this world, Brad Pitt knew me. There was a moment So he's leaving one outlet. He's coming over to me. But before he comes to me, he stops with his publicist to drink some water. And I'm watching him drink this water. And fans are going crazy. And he looks at me and he says something like about he's got to hydrate or something. But then he... he... (laughs) No, go on. But the look... (laughs) So smart. Is that what he said? Water's underrated. Okay, I totally made oh, that up. Sorry, funny. Brad. Okay, I did not funny. do that. See what I'm saying? See what I'm, saying? I'm embarrassing yeah, myself already. He said, water's no, underrated. And he takes the sip and he looks at me and kind of shrugs his shoulders with a smile. <sighs> sorry, Brian. <laughs> but that's I how was literally I- just... <laughs> Brian knows. Brian moves Brian back knows. to Miami. No, I'm kidding. It's yeah. Brad Pitt, for goodness sake. I'm sure there's somebody on his list who could move him in that way as well. But I just, we had a moment there. And then he walks up and I was like, are you ready for this? And he said, I'm ready. And I'm like turned on. Honestly, hearing you talk about this, the way that you're even whispering it into the mic, I can't lie. I'm feeling something right now that is not work appropriate. You Go know, on. Can we are you set ready a mood this? in here? Can we dim the lights? Yeah. Can mood I get a close I'll turn all the lights out. Set. I'll turn the lights out. Go on. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. So this. what do you do? What do you do? Okay. So he comes up. He looks me in my eyes. He's, I mean, he is wow. right there. We are connecting. He answers every question. He laughs with me. I think there was a graze of the arm at one point. Not sure if it was on his end or if it was on mine but it happened there was connection this is wait i have to go change my underwear yeah go on (laughs) at one point he couldn't hear what i said and i recognized that and so i kind of i kind of stumbled over what i said again just so he could say what was that and lean in again i was very strategic Mm -hmm. about it anyways it was a moment it was a successful interview i think (gasps) he enjoyed it just as much as i did or at least i hope he did meanwhile we get a note from pr that's like don't ever have no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) like you know rachel it's funny because i reached out to brad's people Uh and he no i'm joking he said that the graze was on your end the arm (laughs) graze so i wanted to (laughs) clarify the graze i saw him one time And I actually want to talk to you about doing red carpets because I imagine you're describing more of a junket where it's like the two, like the Byron Allen director's chair set up across from each other and you're asking questions. That wasn't this one. This was the actual red carpet, but we had platforms and space. We weren't all stuck in there like cattle. We had space where we could move around and, and, and that, that set the tone too as well. Yeah. Well, because for those who don't understand, and I will say that I once did see Brad Pitt on a red carpet. He did not talk to me, but even, and I, I like him. I mean, I'm not 
an idiot. But sometimes when someone is too popular, I sort of am like too cool. Sure. Like Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm like, oh, we get it, you know? And he looked at me and I changed as a woman. It like changed. It softened me. It was like the Beauty and the Beast Rose, but in reverse. <laughs> I was wilted and then I was watered. Like everything about his look for two seconds, not even. So I can't imagine how you formed a sentence. I, it's funny because like, I know you're joking when you say this, but people don't understand the level of star power happening there is off the charts for people who talk to famous people for work. It's like on a different level altogether. And not everybody does you like that. So I will say, I don't know how I formed a sentence. It was an out-of-body experience. And then when it was over, it was like, I came to. It was like, I shook and I was like, wait a second, did Brad come or not? <laughs> it was like, I didn't even Oh, he know came. That. Oh, he came. He came. <laughs> Time is it? Getting a note from his great. publicist. Yeah. Wait, can oh. I just say also people, you know, Please. you're like, do, do they look the same on camera? Because Brad is 58. He looks amazing. Wow. In person, I fell in love with Brad when he played Tristan in Legends of the Fall. That is one of my favorite movies. And so it's like that's I'm stuck in time with him as Tristan. It's like I wanted to name my children Tristan. That's how much I was moved by that performance. He brought Tristan to the carpet. Tristan was there. The ponytail, the long hair was gone, but he was there. I prefer the short hair in him. Has he gotten that uh, microdermabrasion, Rachel? I think he has. I don't know. I think he has. I, don't I know. think he has. Bla- Is your publicist listening? Now I'm nervous. I think he has blasted that skin. I think that he's revealed. I think secretly there has been a week where Brad has had the body's exhibit face after lasering. My opinion. <laughs> he looked You don't great. have to agree with me. He looks good. All I'm I saying. can say is he looked great. Fresh. Have you ever and seen young. people get that laser shit? That's no. Scary. No. You've never seen that. But now I'm going to go down a dark hole and look it up. You're not ready. One of my best friends in high school did it and she was sending me pictures after and it's just exposed blood. It's <gasps> your whole face looks like Two-Face and Batman, but it's all face. I it's whole that face. That's amazing. I did not, not, not know what that was called, but I hear that's amazing. I want to do it from the neck down and leave the face old. You were at the VMAs, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> whatever that means. You were at the You were at the VMAs yesterday, and I want to discuss covering the red carpet because it is, uh, I haven't done it in a long time. I did it Mm -hmm. early for, you know, little outlets, nothing crazy. I think Vanity Fair was maybe the biggest one at the Oscar party, which we can talk about. Huge. So that was a brag on my end, and I'm sorry, but I had to tell you. But I'll (laughs) say that there is nothing more stressful, maybe on the earth, and you work for extra, so of course you're going to get like a nice placement on the carpet, if not the best one. For those who are working for like, you know, the sun or whatever, just some little newspaper, some little Schenectady weekly. When I tell you that it is the closest thing I can picture to like the train cars in Germany in the thirties, like it is, they, (laughs) I can say that you don't even have to laugh. They cram people in there. (laughs) They don't even hose you down. At least they had the, the gall to hose you. There's no water. You are boiling hot. You're in your best gown you're standing or tux, whatever it is, you're standing there like an idiot waiting for any famous person to walk by. And 99 times out of 100, they walk by you. It is a thankless job. It is deadly. Tell me, like, I also love to focus on the bad sometimes because I find it funny. What is like your worst carpet experience? Who snubbed the hardest? When were you hurt? Give it to me. Okay. I am not just saying this and I need you to understand it. I really don't have a bad experience where someone snubbed me. And I and I'm I not, that is it. not a PR move. 
I really don't. And I'm waiting for it because I know it's going to happen. It just hasn't happened yet. I haven't been snubbed. Like people might run out of time and they have to go inside because they have to present or they have to perform. You know, I saw a lot of that yesterday. But I haven't been ignored in like a rude way where I'm like, oh, I don't want to interview that person anymore. But I will say it's tough. It's not as glamorous as you see on extra because we make it look good. It's not as glamorous on social media. You are out there for hours before the talent even arrives. You are in heels. Sometimes you're barefoot because your feet can't take it anymore. It's hot. It's sweaty. It's you're crammed in with other people. You're hearing people ask questions that you're going to ask people are loud oh. you're having to focus there it there is a lot going on and I'm very easily distracted so it's a miracle that I can even do this job but it's an adrenaline rush and you know this mm. that yeah. is so fun and feels so good when you're out there and you really get going like you get in your groove it's, you hit your sweet spot at yeah. some point you're like bring on the next one let's go I could see you being really demanding, actually being like, next. And Brad is like, I'm going to go. You're like, OK, yeah, we've got Danny DeVito waiting. Do you mind me? Just like, can you move? Now, that's what's tough when you when you're interviewing somebody and out the corner of your eye, you can yes. see the person that you're waiting for, too. And you're trying to respect that person, but not make the other person wait because they will not wait, depending on who mm-hmm. it is. You know what I mean? That's tough. That's hard. It's stressful. It is an adrenaline rush. Mm-hmm. Um. I really feel what kills me is like, I think, and this is so, what I'm about to say is so old hat and trite, but I have to say it. Obviously when Joan died or when she stopped doing that, the there's, as a comedian, there's almost no better venue to be funny with someone and not in a mocking way, not to like make fun of them, but to show the real funny side of a funny, of a funny um, actor or star, whatever it is, mm-hmm. than red carpet. Because everybody is basically like liquid cocaine. Not that any, only 40% of the people are coked up. Is that about right, <laughs> Rachel? I think. But everyone feels like in this adrenaline mode sure. of like, oh my God, because it's exciting and the lights and then the outfits and everything else. And people are really funny. I remember when I was doing it that you can get these actors and actresses to be hilarious and they're just like caught off guard. They're not expecting someone to be funny and you can really get them in a real exciting way. And no one, I'm not saying you're obviously very funny, but also extra is very professional. You know, I'm yeah, talking about yeah. like an E or like a, maybe they'll edit this out. I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I just <laughs> wish that they would trust I wish that they would trust a comedian to have a spot there to deal with these stars. Yeah. But I think that in this day and age, publicists are so tight with people that's and true. they're so afraid that I don't think it could ever happen again. But you're so right. It's That's true. But the red carpet is the place that you can make that happen because the red carpet is a party. You're there to celebrate yes. a movie, a show, an award show. You're being honored. You come to celebrate. I mean, you can usually smell alcohol on the breath. Can I say that? I'm going to say that. You can, like people I know are, who I know on who's. People are excited to be there and they want to have fun. They don't want it to be serious and you to ask a question that's going to bring the energy down. Make them laugh. Joke with them. There's times where I just give people the microphone. I'm like, you go. You go at it. Have a good time. They were so smart to hire you. And I really say this. I genuinely... I like a professional. Oh, thank you so much. No, you're so very welcome. They really were smart. You really have it all because you're so funny and smart and quick and pretty. It's like they're lucky to have you. I'm like mad at them. It's I'm like, like looking at a mirror. It's like looking at a mirror. Do you okay? know how you're good she things. is? Extra. 
Do you know how good she is? I'm like getting mad at them. They're paying you. Do you know how talented she is? How are the VMAs? Because when I looked through the um, Daily Mail pictures, it felt like aliens had landed on the planet. And I was like, I don't know who 95% of these people are. Everybody. (laughs) I'm going, who the fuck are these people? Do I, should I open TikTok? Do you know these people? Do you have like a 22 year old next to you going, that's the Demelia mom or whatever it is? I know. How does that work? But maybe I should. And no, I'm with you. This is a sign of us getting older. But I I like to think I still, you know, am a little connected. Thank God for tip sheets at the same time. But I feel like I know more sometimes than than I than I think. But you would have been fine out there, Michelle. You would have been fine. There were a lot of people you would know out there more than you think. You just got to get out on that carpet and figure it out but I gotta tell you when Go. Taylor Swift came okay. on the carpet yeah. I've never seen anything like it and I've been on Stop. a number of carpets and partly because it was a surprise so all of a sudden you start seeing people move on the carpet in a different way and I You'll have to understand, there's a lot of movement on the carpet. There's a live show going on. There are fans there. There are publicists. There's managers, agent, agents. Um, there are camera people, audio. Everybody's there. And then all of a sudden, people start moving in one direction. And our producer comes running over, and she's like, okay, Taylor's apparently coming. The photogs are saying it, because the photogs have all the info, right? They know mm-hmm. who's coming next. We're like, no, she's not going to come. All of a sudden, you see people pulling up their cameras, pulling up their equipment. We're having to turn down interviews because we are waiting for for the arrival oh my God, of Taylor Swift. And then she comes, people go crazy. She didn't even walk in front of the media. She walked to the side. Some of her fans saw her, but just the fact that her presence was in the building. And then of course, everyone's like, what is she wearing? Is that an Easter egg? Is she going to remake this next album? Everybody had, like, social media went crazy and it became the Taylor show. It was the VMAs, did you, but it was a Taylor. Did you talk to her? Did you talk to her? I did not. No, she didn't do any press. She what a didn't, bitch. She what a didn't bitch. do any press. I'll say it. You couldn't stop and talk to Rachel. It would have been a moment for her. She said, she's <laughs> she said, oh, she's not a Bachelor fan. And good for you, Taylor. <laughs> I have no you idea. You don't think she, might she is? I think she might be, actually. She seems Bachelor adjacent to me, Taylor, a little bit. I feel like we would have gotten it in a song by this point. You know, there would have been some reference to it if she was. Well. I love that she is um, writing a song about midnight. Well, first of all, this podcast called Midnight Snack. I do have like an artwork idea in my mind, but her midnights are wildly different from mine. Every midnight song, (laughs) she released some like lyrics already. And it's all like, you know, writhing with my lover and just like staring at the stars. She's like out in the wild with her boyfriend. I don't even know. I'm like, my midnight is waiting for Uber Eats. I'm watching like Wheel on DVR. I have a sad life, Rachel, you know that. I'm sitting here. I'm not doing a lot. And I just think it's it's amazing how and she's a tall girl, you know, she's I think five ten, Taylor. Yes. Mm-hmm. She's tall. She's she's tall, very pretty. Her fans do scare me though. I never want to ever make her fans mad. So I'll just say I think she's so wonderful. Rachel, don't you agree? <laughs> Isn't she the best? I think whether you are a Swifty or not, you have to mm-hmm. respect the impact that she has in this industry. And yes. I saw it last night on the car or whenever this comes out. I saw it at the VMAs. I saw it. Yeah. I saw her impact. Yeah. It's my alma mater, University of Texas at Austin, has a new course. I know. Hook them. Shout out. Has a new course that is studying Taylor Swift lyrics. So this is a state school offering this course. You know what? Edit that part out. (laughs) 
Oh, we're leaving that in. It's not my show, but Ed- <laughs> <laughs> I think that's wonderful. I just want to make sure it's a state school. It no, is listen, a state school. I think that's wonderful. It's a great school. I I was um, trained by one of your debate coaches in high school from UTA. So I, I love a bit of Austin. Austin, <laughs> did you ever walk over that bad bridge? People love Austin, Absolutely but that no. bridge sucks. That bridge really sucks. Everyone goes, walk over the bat bridge. And then you walk over it and it just smells like shit. I'm going, why did you make me walk over this bat bridge? <laughs> I have a fear of things Thoughts that on the bat bridge. I can't, I can't handle that. that. That is not a tourist attraction. There are so many better things in Austin. Please uh, don't go do that. Can I ask one last question? Was yeah. Austin, what were you like in college? Were you a sorority girl? I was. Okay. I like that. Which sorority were you in? Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Oh, wonderful. Um, how slutty was that sorority compared to the other ones? Were you guys like the more professional one? Is that a bad question? No, it's not a bad question. We were the more professional one. We did a lot of community service. We did a lot of nice. stuff in the community. We were like, po- like it's we have a five point thrust. And part of that is education, political awareness and involvement. Um, commu- there's a community service aspect to it as well. I cannot remember the other Wait, it's called the five point thrust. It is. is that we just all, said. It's all. I ask you if you were the sluttiest sorority and you go, well, we have that five point thrust. <laughs> Do teach me. I did not go to a Greek life school. I, mean, I have a three point thrust. I got to up my game. <laughs> so funny. Honestly, though, Michelle, yeah. I had a I, my motto in college was work hard, play harder. And I, I lived that. that to the fullest for four years and into my adult life. Well, I'm going to end with this. I first of all, Brian and you are in L.A., your loving life. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy you like L.A. It's funny. I live I'm from Miami, as you know, and then mm-hmm. I lived in L.A. for a bit. And I always said the difference between the two places. I think Miami is visually prettier, but then the people are much more cocky about it. Yes. And in L.A., they're the people. Miami people are impossible to deal with. I mean, they're just <laughs> too much. No, they're, and I can say it. That's like my people like it's exhausting. Yeah. It to, is. And, and also everyone on the road in Miami has a death wish. There's not a person on I-95 who doesn't get into their scion wishing for death, I believe. <laughs> L.A. L.A. is not as pretty as a city, but I do think that the people are nicer. Even if it's fake, I'll take it. I'd prefer like fake nice people than rude people straight up, like yeah. honest people. Yeah. And most of the people in Miami don't live there majority of the time or they're from there like you. And I think that's what's t- like me coming in. It was really tough. People weren't as yeah. welcoming or open. L.A. has been a totally different experience. Uh, I love it. I mean, I'm a Texas girl all the way. Well, that's that's hard to say these days. But you know what I mean? I'm, that's where my family I know. Is. I know what you're and saying. That's where yes. my family's no, from. That's your, <laughs> listen, you think I'm proud of Florida? Well, my governor can't even lift his arms up. OK, so what are we talking about? <laughs> this Ron DeSantis, please. Um. You know, you can say you're proud. Like, I defend Florida, but then I am also like, no, you're right. Yeah. It can be a huge shithole. I get it. But it's like where you're from. You kind of have to have a little, There's love for it. Moment. Yeah. Yeah. Rachel, I just have to tell you, every time I talk to you, it is free therapy for me. You are a ray of sunshine. You are just, I adore you. I really do. I was so happy that you agreed to do this. Oh, my gosh. Genuinely. They said, Michelle, done. Done. No. Every time I see you. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Every time I say, do I look pastier because I'm drinking the English <laughs> no. way? I feel like I do. As I'm looking no. at myself, I'm like, okay, I'm sober for the week. I'm going to be in Housewives next season, just like battling my demons. Get it? Start. Get Rachel, Housewives of London started. Bring back Ladies of London. Come on. Well, one of them, they wheeled out to Dubai. That Caroline Stanbury. Let's not even go there. All right. <laughs> Rachel Lindsay. Uh, follow Rachel if you don't already. At the Rachel Lindsay on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, 
you're a star and watch the new season of Extra. Yes. Is back September 12th. Uh, go to extratv.com. It's usually in like the 7 to 8 p.m. hour, right? Usually like for, the, for the most part. Yeah. You can check yeah. your local listings to figure it out. But yeah. So chic. That's that syndication <laughs> money, honey. Check your local <laughs> listings. We're syndicated, bitch. That's what you should have. Rachel, only the best of luck and life with you. You're just love to Brian. Come back any, any time. And I hope I hang with you. Come to Europe. I've never like been to London. London. And I'm and I are you? you. I've never been. I will come. I actually I was in such a good mood until you just said that. I am so pissed. Why don't you come to London? I uh, come here next week. When do you start work? Well, I'm working now. <laughs> okay. never well, stops. this is true. <laughs> but maybe there's something so when we can are you do working? in London. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God, please do it. You have to. You would fucking love it here. I, These are your people and they would love you. Oh my God. Say no more. I, I will find my way to you in London. And I mean that. Okay. I got to get Done there. and done. Rachel Lindsay, a star. We love you. Thank you for doing the show. And guys, we. oh, can I say one last plug? Speaking of London, I'm doing a live show in London, September 9th at uh, the London Podcast Festival. And I think I mentioned it. And Rachel, you'll love this. I'm interviewing British Michelle Collins. There is a more famous oh Michelle Collins. Gosh. I don't even think my producers know this yet. And she <laughs> uh, has agreed. I'm, this is the big announcement. She's agreed to do the fest. That's so amazing. It's going to be interesting. So guys, go buy tickets to that. Tell your friends and family so it's not just me in an empty theater with my twin. All right, Rachel, <laughs> talk soon. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Midnight Snack is an Earwolf production, executive produced by me, Michelle Collins. Our producer is Anita Flores, and our sound engineer is Sam Kiefer. Special thanks to my friend, Dan Acton. You can listen to our ad-free episodes on Stitcher Premium. For a free one-month trial, use the code SNACK. Please rate and review Midnight Snack and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. You can follow us on Twitter at MNightSnackPod. That's M-N-I-G-H-T-S-N-A-C-K-P-O-D. I love spelling. Midnight Snackers, we would love to hear from you. Send us your feedback, questions, or topics we should chat about. You can leave us a voicemail on our party line at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at midnightsnack at earwolf.com. For more of me, tune into The Michelle Collins Show live weekday mornings from 7 a.m. Eastern Time on Radio Andy, Sirius XM 102, and on the Sirius XM app. You can also follow me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mishkoll, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. And that's the episode. We hope you loved it. Again, if you want to hear this show every single day, go to www.patreon.com slash mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. You can also follow me on Instagram, X, TikTok, all the things, mishcall, M-I-C-H-C-O-L-L. I'm running myself into the ground for content and I want you to be a part of it. So we'll see you over there. And thanks again for joining us. Bye guys.